You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Bear down, baby. That's it. Bears fans, this is Take the North. It's real simple. You know, if you take a person's legs away, they can't run. With your hosts, David Hahn. I want to remind people, there is no award for coming to the conclusion fastest on a quarterback in your football city. Nobody remembers, and frankly, nobody cares. And Dan Weeder. Particularly in this town, we start to get the extremes trying to outshout each other, right? Those who think that he's a bust are trying to outshout those who think that he's going to be an absolute seven-time All-Pro. We're going to take the North and never give it back. Welcome to the Take the North podcast on your free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm David Hall from 670 The Score, The Mullane Hall Show. Dan Weeder from the Chicago Tribune at Hallis Hall. We have breaking news at Hallis Hall, and that's why we're jumping in with our emergency podcast and on Take the North. Uh, not going to recap Sunday's game, a 49-29 to loss to the Cowboys. We gave you our reaction on Sunday night, but this news is uh, the kind of news that qualifies as blockbuster in the NFL when you trade a 25-year-old Pro Bowl caliber linebacker, Dan, it doesn't matter what you say at the microphone. It doesn't matter what you say when people ask. It is quite a statement about what direction you're headed and what you thought of the player. It's it's strange, David, because I'm standing in the lobby of House Hall right now. This trade is very fresh as we're recording this. And I, and, and I want to say that I'm stunned, but I'm not stunned, right? I mean, you, you're sort of on that teeter-totter of trying to figure out uh, how to process a move that everyone sort of saw as a possibility, really, since the, since the end of the summer, and now has become reality. It just it just hits differently just because of how eventful these last seven days have been because you're removing another potential building block from your team. And I think that was always the the complication of this whole thing with the, the contract negotiations that stalled out between Roquan Smith and the Bears was that it, if you weren't going to be able to reach a long-term deal on a price that made sense to both sides, well, now all of a sudden you were going back to the well, right, and creating another gigantic hole on your roster that eventually needs to be filled. There's no one here to fill that hole right now. And so now the bears have to do a lot of work to try to, to, to find another guy that can be a playmaker, right? This league is all about playmakers and you're subtracting a very good one now from a roster that now, you know, 49 points on Sunday in Dallas. Now <laughs> go ahead and subtract your, your, your best player and see what happens. So the nuts and bolts, Roquan Smith goes from the bears to the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens will give the bears a second round round draft pick in next April's draft and a fifth round draft pick, a second and a fifth for Roquan Smith, who is in the final year of his contract. He has played uh, half the season here, eight games and still has nine to go. Uh, We'll find out the details later. Maybe, you know, Dan, but who will pay the uh, bulk of that contract? My guess would be, it would be the bears, but the Ravens are uh, giving up a second and a fifth for a difference maker 
for their defense in a in an organization that knows its share of good linebackers as well. They have a proud tradition. Hey, Roquan Smith goes from uh, a, la- uh, a a tough, struggling, rebuilding team like the Bears to a first place team like the Ravens. So my guess is, Dan. I doubt that Roquan Smith cried when told this trade news. <laughs> right. Like we're, we're five days removed from him sitting at the podium here in the PNC Center and with tears in his eyes and, and feeling very heartbroken that he was saying goodbye to Robert Quinn. And now he's out the door. What's interesting, David, is last week I kind of asked him on Wednesday afternoon because remember, so much has happened since then. But Roquan had a big interception to help seal that game in New England. All of a sudden, everything felt like it was aligned. The Bears had a statement victory on the road against a quality opponent and obviously a good coach and Roquan had made a big play to, to help punctuate that game and you're, you're looking at some some uh, momentum and some positive energy and I, I just asked him where he was at sort of mentally compared with where he was in mid-August when he made that uh, I guess it was a social media post uh, or, or uh, a message sent to Ian Rappaport that said he wanted to be traded and this was this was Roquan's response last week he said I feel like I'm in the same headspace that I was back when I asked and that was declined I shifted my focus to just being the best guy I can to the guys in the locker room best guy I can to myself and to the loyal fans. And I just want to go out each and every week and show that I'm in the best in the game. That's just been my thing. And so it's strange because you felt like Roquan did a good job of compartmentalizing, of, of, of giving his all to the Bears for the first uh, eight games of the season. And now he's out the door, right? And all of a sudden he's just a, a shadow uh, and, a, and a part of history. And, and it, so it just it leaves you staggered a little bit uh, following this team because it's just it's it's hard to find uh, – examples of first round picks that hit and here we have a first round pick that hit and yet he's on his way to a different organization to continue right and, and so it's just another example of of where this team is i have a couple thoughts on that i want to get to some other news that's breaking as we're talking here so aj klein the 31 year old veteran linebacker from Iowa State is apparently part of the deal, according to Josina Anderson. And so maybe a throw in a second, a fifth, and a player, maybe that's to even things out, depth purposes. But um, I do think that this was clear. And you're right. And I-, I wondered that as well. When Roquan Smith showed on Monday night and backed up the big talk with a game like that, I think that you started to wonder, okay, the Bears can live with this. They're going to figure something out. Dan, I-, I just maintain, if you're going to trade – a 25-year-old Pro Bowl linebacker, and let him walk out the door. You get compensation in, in return. The second and the fifth, you can debate on what kind of haul that is in return for Roquan Smith. But if you're Ryan Poles in a first-year GM and you have a first-year head coach and you're getting rid of a player who was your captain, who was productive, who was an ideal fit for the scheme you brought to Chicago, it says something about him was incompatible in your mind and something about him prevented you from envisioning him as a leader of the next great Bears team or the the guy that you trusted to be that leader. And I don't know if we'll ever if we will ever find out what that was, but there's got to be something that compelled the Bears to let go of a guy at this stage of his career. Yeah, David, it's it's a uh, eventful journey in the four and a half years and 69 games that Roquan Smith played for the Bears. There's a lot of oddities mixed in, you know, starting with his rookie season holdout. Right. And I think some of this right now in the in the current day is a, uh, a disagreement on just how much of a game breaking star Roquan Smith is. Roquan obviously thinks he's the best in the game. I don't know that his production over four and a half years and 69 games say that he should be paid in that regard. And the Bears obviously have different ideas 
ideas on how they want to invest their money and where they want to take this franchise and, and who they want to invest in. But but Roquan's always been a unique personality. He's he's, he's a a quirky guy, I guess is one way to put it. And and listen, you remember when Ryan Poles uh, spoke to us at the end of uh, the preseason, and and there were questions immediately asked about how do you sort of work around the strain with your star linebacker that was created when he demanded a trade and did so very publicly. And, and, and it created that, that fracture, right? An obvious fracture. Well, the answer today is that they weren't able to work around that strain, right? And that they, they, they weren't building a bridge to get to the other side, to, to a future that included them together. And so here, here Roquan now goes off to a, a Ravens team that's sending over a, a second round pick and a fifth round pick. You add that to the fourth round pick they got to, from the Eagles for Robert Quinn and you're stockpiling, uh, pieces certainly for for next april how are you going to use those right are you going to use all of those uh, on their own or are you going to package those to try to move up and 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 make some blockbuster move next april hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It depends on how much money you spend in free agency with more cap space than anybody has in the league. And you don't ever want to necessarily marry the two things together. But the truth of the matter is that Ryan Poles has over $130 million in cap space if he chooses to use it. Don't know if he will. You don't know about the free agent class, if it will be worthwhile to to go that direction with the investment. You're also going to have a lot of draft capital. They are positioned to be very strong, very young moving forward. And I think that is what the second half of the season will have to continue to remind ourselves about just how big of a rebuild this is. Dan, I want to get back to this for a second, though, because before we, we just move on and say, okay, Roquan Smith is a Raven and, and watch him, you know, play in the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. Ryan Poles could have, I mean, besides just keeping him and trying to work something out, the franchise tag was a tool at his disposal if he chose to use it next year. Why do you think, based on just being around there talking to people, why do you think that was deemed not a realistic option. Well, I just, you know, you know as well as I do that 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 comes with some some real strain for the player, and that only uh, adds to the divide, right? That the, the player never wants that, and when you're in a situation like the Bears were in with Roquan Smith, that was only going to create discontent and displeasure, and 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 just sort of a an acrimony that you don't want to deal with inside the building. Uh, look, I, they obviously have a a different assessment of who Roquan is as a player than Roquan does, maybe than some of us do, uh, and and they're going to to make moves with conviction now it's all about figuring out what you do with what you get back right and, and figure that out it is notable david that ian cunningham the assistant general manager here who was instrumental uh from his time in philadelphia in helping to uh 
finalized that deal with the Eagles last week for Robert Quinn. Also spent nine years in Buffalo. I mean, I'm sorry, in Baltimore with Eric DaCosta, the GM there. And so uh, you would have to think that Ian Cunningham was active <laughs> in these conversations as well. And, and is, is kind of this piece now that, that has, has made a couple of these big blockbuster moves happen here in, in the month of October. What's the over-under at the number of times that Ryan Poles thanks Ian Cunningham when he's made available tomorrow? Two and a half, I'll take the over. I'll take the under, but it won't, it'll at least be two. <laughs> he's very he's very good about thanking his colleague and and playing you know uh he's a good teammate and and what importance and maybe that is part of it the organizational familiarity you know the ravens are just a, a great organization overall and, and i think that roquan smith probably is going to thrive there if he does end up staying there long term i i do want to say this too i said it on the on the uh, morning show on the mullion haw show on, on 670 the score and I really believe this in fairness. We talk all the time about Justin Fields and and what he needs to succeed, receivers and an offensive line and how to take that into account when evaluating his play. By the same token, let's be fair, Roquan Smith had a very uneven first half of the season. He had very high highs. You know, you could name the highlights and he was starting to stuff, stuff the, the stat boxes. But he also had some some plays that were not so great. We saw some of that in Dallas as well, against Minnesota as well. Green Bay comes to mind. At one point in time, Roquan Smith was playing linebacker behind Khalil Mack, Robert Quinn, Akeem Hicks, and Eddie Goldman. Yeah. This year, he's playing in front behind guys who I don't know how long they're going to be in the league, and I don't know how long they've been in the league. So a mixture of inexperience and unproven commodities, that doesn't help a linebacker look at his best either. So I think that by the same token that we're looking at, you know, the offensive side of the ball, defensively, Roquan Smith struggled, but not just all because he was at a point of his career where it was, you know, he wasn't that good. It was like he wasn't surrounded by a lot of talent, and that's going to, that's going to take a toll. Well, listen, I don't think he had a very good game Sunday in Dallas either. There were moments no. in that game, particularly on the third and nine, that was kind of the backbreaker when the Bears had closed to 28-23. Uh, he let a tight end get behind him and, and looked a little bit slow in closing. And, and there just weren't any splash plays in a game where the Bears needed to build on what they had done on Monday night. The question now, David, as we go forward for another nine games of this season is, is look, like you can take A.J. Klein out of the conversation for the short term. I'll ask you just a trivia question. Who starts on Sunday against the Dolphins? I know the answer, but the, the fact that like okay. you're going to have to rack your brain for probably 35 seconds to, to figure out who their line, their starting linebacker is going to be. There's going to be a lot of happy people in Lake Zurich. There are going to be a lot of happy people, Wisconsin fans. Could it be Jack Sanborn? Could he be the guy that gets the start? Could he be the guy that, you know, is a hometown feel-good story up until he has to chase Tyreek Hill for the last 25 yards right. of a screen pass gone bad? I mean, that may be the guy who's thrust into action. We saw him against the Cowboys, Dan. I don't know what he was doing on the field, but I think that's where they are. What's the status with uh, – the guy who was hurt. I mean, uh, yeah. Matt Adams, right? Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah, we'll just refer to him as the guy that was hurt, right? The guy who was hurt. <laughs> because he's just a guy, right? And so that's what you that's what you're doing here. And I think this is, you know, we talk about getting a, a locker room to have uh, 
full investment for what is a very demanding grind in 2022. Well, that grind just got a lot more grindy, right? Like you now know that your ability to compete on a weekly basis has been diminished significantly. And so now, uh, you know, like your leader is going to have to step up. That's Eddie Jackson, who is now, uh, you got the permanent captaincy uh, over the weekend. Well, now they need another one, right? Like now, 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 now you, now you got to go down the road and find another defensive captain, but, but, but those guys are going to have to dig in and it, it's just, man, I mean, it's, it's going to be a real challenge this week for this team to, to, to kind of steady themselves. And we don't even know if they're done, right, David, as we're, as we're recording this, we still got 23 plus hours until the official trade deadline, which is at 3 PM central time on Tuesday. The bears may, may make another deal or two to stockpile more picks. I want to ask you two questions. You can answer quickly or take as much time as you want. Number one, do you think that in part this trade was made because there's a philosophy with this new coaching staff and this new regime that has faith in this coaching staff that, you know what, we are who we are. We can coach them up. We're going to get the most out of our talent. We're going to get the most out of this scheme. We don't need a $9 million a year, a $20 million a year linebacker because this scheme will make the player in that spot produce because that's just the way we and we'll get the most out of his talent because that's what we do as coaches yeah or you can go prioritize that in the early rounds of the draft next year and say let's go find a guy in round one or on day two and 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 turn him into a a starter and have him at a discount and let him fly around and and play the kind of defense we want to play i i just think that there's a clear vision for for ryan poles here to tear this down to the studs and go into the offseason of 2023 with as much possible wiggle room to work with to buy flexibility with with draft capital and free agent money and to really attack that part of the roster building process it's going to be a fascinating you know six to seven to eight weeks that we're going to experience next spring chronicling all that uh, i'll just I'll, I'll do this just since we're big on accountability on this podcast i'll, I'll tell everyone i was wrong like I, I i talked for weeks about how i thought it was going to be quiet around here during the trade deadline that i didn't think there were going to be buyers that were willing to pay the asking price that the Bears had for, for the players that they were able to offshoot. I was wrong. I was totally wrong. The, the Eagles and the, the Ravens proved me wrong. And and so so now here we are, right, D- discussing it all. Hey, everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. When I misjudged the fact that when asked about Roquan Smith and his trade possibilities, I downplayed them. I don't know if I said it couldn't happen, but I said I doubted it would because I have a hard time still envisioning letting a 25-year-old Pro Bowl ta- uh, linebacker walk out the door. Now, I understand and appreciate they got something in return, so it's not for nothing. But I didn't like the idea uh, back in August of trading him necessarily. I don't know if I'm liking it more now or just accepting it based on what we have seen. And we're halfway through a season. I understand what's going on here. So, uh, yeah, this was a shocker. This is what they call a blockbuster. Last thing I want to know, Dan, and I think people wonder this, and this will be part of the conversation moving forward. Was this trade of your best defensive player, was this trade of your best defensive player on the Bears' part orchestrated losing something that is designed to make them fail and give them a better draft uh, status once April rolls around. 
Was that the main impetus is what you're asking or was it any part of the impetus? How much of the impetus was it? I guess if I'm, if Ryan Poles is available tomorrow, the question that he won't be able to answer, but the one that I'm most curious about is how much did your desire to orchestrate losing in the second half to improve your draft position motivate you or compel you to make this trade? Yeah, I, I, I would think it would be a small piece of the pie. I, I, I would definitely be a piece of the pie, though, right? Like, you know, but I think it would be small, maybe in like the 8% range, be, just because, you know, I'm, I'm of the belief that, that, listen, like if you're picking in the top 10, there's – there's difference making stars at eight. There's difference making stars at six. There's different make, making stars at ten. Uh, there's misses at one, right? Like so, so you just have to to go out and and find things that work for you. Obviously, also have the flexibility to move up when you see fit, which the previous GM did, and 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 made some picks that just didn't quite work out. Uh, which let me get to that in a second as well. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I you know like I. I know you have very strong feelings on on the the concept of tanking and the concept of 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 playing around with that competitive integrity to the sport. I don't know how much of the calculus that was for Ryan Poles. It's a it's 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 a concept that doesn't sit great with me, and I just I don't know how in the roles of leadership you kind of make those decisions, understanding how many other people are affected by them. Well, before you get to your your point, let, let me just tell you that the part of this conversation and dialogue that I dread moving forward. Okay, and I'm already envisioning, and I think there's probably somewhere out in social media it's already been expressed, that this will suggest that the Bears don't believe in Justin Fields because this will improve their draft status and position so they can go out and get the quarterback that they want to get because they don't believe in Justin Fields. I don't buy into that, but I know I'm going to hear that. So I think that this will only invite that because – of what it represents. The Bears are going to have a very difficult time stopping anybody. Heck, with Roquan Smith, they gave up 200 rushing yards to the Cowboys. Without him, they're a sieve. Yeah. I, I don't buy into that either, but I also can't shoot it down with an Uzi and blow it to pieces, right? Because we just don't know enough, right? And we won't know enough until next, you know, April when we get to the rookie minicamp and see whether there's a quarterback there, right? Like that's uh, that's going to be the tell-all on, on where they stand on, on this whole process. And so it's hard. I know I know Ryan Poles and his staff have been out on the road and, and really scouring college games. And, and they've been at a, a handful of campuses that have high profile quarterbacks available. So I don't know. I don't know where the whole thing heads it's it's it, all bets are off to me at this point uh with the moves that have been made over the last week particularly the timing of the moves with the bears seeming like they were they were finding some momentum some some positive energy and momentum in year one of the the ryan pulse maddie berflus era and and now all of a sudden you, you you're staring down a, a stretch of nine games where it's going to be really really difficult for this to, team to compete and so uh those holding the under ticket on the the six and a half win total have to be pumping a fist on, on monday afternoon i did break, bring up uh, ryan pace's name just a minute ago so I wanted to throw out this out there because I put it on Twitter. Ryan Pace used five first-round draft picks as a uh, general manager here with the Chicago Bears. He traded three others in the trades for Khalil Mack and to move up to take Justin Fields. Not a single one of Ryan Pace's first-round draft picks has gotten a second contract with the Bears. Roquan Smith is the fourth to fall in that category. The only one remaining with the possibility is Justin Fields. Right. And so now it's the, this, this, this big riddle, right? Will Justin Fields get a second contract with the Chicago Bears when his time is there? Neither one of us can answer that question at this point. And then you look at Pace's ledger and you go, oh my God, the number of, of day one and day two picks that, that didn't make it 
to a second contract with the team is it's it's mind blowing, and that's the type of thing that gets you in a rut that that you can't get out of. The Bears are still in that rut. They they now feel like they're deeper in that rut. I think after trading a again a potential building block, a Roquan Smith to the Baltimore Ravens, and now what happens from here? It's all up to to to, to Ryan Poles to take the pen and author the story. And who I m- might feel worst for are all of those kids with fifty eight jerseys dressed up at Halloween and now. <laughs> They have to go back to their Mitch Trubisky jersey or worse. Well, go my son, number one. My son's in a, a Tom Brady jersey for Halloween today, a costume that he picked out well before anything uh, happened with Tom Brady this this season. So he's got his own he's got his own issues to deal with as he's it, bringing doorbells around the neighborhood. Is it a business suit he wears to his lawyer's <laughs> office, or is it a, a Buccaneer jersey? That's uh, a Buccaneer jersey, okay. a Buccaneer hat. He's got the play calls on his wrist. He's he, he's wow. he's in full TB12 mode, and uh, yeah, we'll see we'll see how that what's works on, out. What's on that wrist right uh, that uh, right now? Um, uh, custody uh, kids this weekend, next weekend, and the follow. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's TB12. I'll find out when I get there. But man, yeah, this was a, this. I mean, look, like we're not even uh, seven full days removed from kickoff yep. in 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 New England, right? And, and and you and you have all of these things that have happened now in the last seven days: a big win, a lopsided loss, two blockbuster trades, and now a team that has to figure out how to steady itself through all of it. Okay, that's the big news today. Roquan Smith traded from the Bears to the Ravens, a second and fifth round pick, and A.J. Klein in return. There may be more deals. We will be here for you to break them down. You can catch Dan Wiederer's reports and writing on this at chicagotribune.com. You can tune in to the Mully and Haw Show, 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, beginning at 5.30 on Tuesday morning and every morning this week. We'll break it down and have plenty of opinions and more as things develop. Thank you for joining the Take the North pod, the emergency podcast on the Roquan Smith trade. We'll be back with more news as it happens. Yeah, I think we got to get ourselves a Take the North siren for these types of episodes. So let's oh, see no. if we can get that done. Bear Raid siren. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>